to Very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and there... Okay, there are always about 45 things that I want to mention in the intro for this podcast that during the week I'm like, oh yeah, gotta, gotta include that in the intro. Don't forget to put that in the intro. Write it down, send an email to myself, and then the second I start to record, I immediately forget what every single thing I wanted to say is. And there's stuff actively going on while I'm recording this. Um, there's like Disneyland news, but none of that matters because... Uh, We need to talk about the most shocking thing that I just found when I opened my computer to record this. And that is that the dude who directed that David Beckham documentary that everyone is talking about is Hugo from Succession. The actor who played Hugo, I think that was his name, on Succession, is also a documentarian who did like the documentary everyone is talking about. My brain fully disassociated when I saw a clip of him on a talk show talking about this. I felt like I didn't see the movie, but it must be what yesterday feels like, where you're like, oh no, my world is the same yet different. I genuinely thought that this was the event that made that happen. (laughs) I know, not theme park stuff, but still, uh, and there's got to be at least five of you that are whose minds are just exploded by this detail. Absolutely exploded. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it exciting? Oh my gosh. I'm I'm absolutely floored by it. And also that Disneyland news is that, which I'm sure you know by now, Pixar Place Hotel is opening January 30th next year, which is exciting because January is usually a slow month. We got that. Um, when did they announce when Lunar New Year starts? Disneyland. Do you love listening to me type? Is that fun? Uh, January 2024. So uh, around the same time. Very exciting. Very very thrilling. This week, I know people have asked since last week's episode, when is the Japan guide coming out? And the answer is, uh, I promise you as soon as I have time to do it, I'm doing my best. I don't have too many work hours available to me these days. I will in probably a few months, but for now, I'm doing my best and we will have it soon. So this is a kind of a little, a little mini travel sode, a little shorter one, just talking about how I like to approach the most important thing when traveling, which is souvenirs. Come on, it's souvenirs. I love to bring little tchotchkes home as I sit in an office is lined with many, 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 many of them. We will get into that. Is there any other mm, housekeeping stuff per chaps? No, I think that's it. All right, stick around. We'll be back right after the break. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. traveling is all about the shopping and the food and the hotel and the excursions and the sights and the people and the culture and the arts and the museums and the nature and the adventures and the memories with friends and family or even just yourself, but also the fun stuff you can bring home that reminds you of where you've been and what you did. 
Since I am fresh off a trip and gearing up for a few more, I know there's more travels to come, I wanted to chat about souvenirs, little goodies, and my somewhat unconventional approach to them. I don't have a collection of magnets or charms or snow globes or anything like that. And despite the many, many, many tchotchkes and objects that fill my house, I'm very discerning with what actually makes it through the door. I buy a lot of stuff when I travel. (laughs) To the point where I always bring an extra suitcase, usually a packable duffel. That is the level I am at. Sidebar, I have a lot of different kinds for different trips. We can get into that another time. But my old faithful is a Le Sportsac duffel bag that I think I got for high school graduation and is still going strong. Use it in Tokyo. It's fantastic. But the best one I've ever gotten, both in terms of how small it gets and how big it gets, was one of those kind of gift with purchase upsells at Disneyland Paris, you know, like spend $50 and get this for $7.95. It was one of those and it folds into a little bag. It has this very fun comic strip Mickey Mouse print on it. It was my vehicle of choice for bringing back all those Gideon's cookies from Disney World. So if you ever see one of those foldable doubles at the park, get it. It is legit. Anyway, my souvenir approach is different from most. I'm not buying things just to buy them. I am buying things with the specific goal of inserting more joy into my everyday life. It's pretty obvious from the tone of this podcast that I like to be as joyful at all times as possible, but that's truly what I'm always shopping for. What can I buy that makes the morning in three weeks when this trip is a distant memory a little more special, a little more whimsical, perhaps a little more fun? And there are six categories that unequivocally fit that bill, and I'm going to clue you in on them. The first and most unexpected is cough drops. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? (laughs) I know. I know cough drops are not very fun, but I'll buy a lot of stuff like this. Cute kids band-aids in foreign countries, other little toiletries, but cough drops is my signature purchase. Germany, Hungary, uh, the UK, I think Spain, probably France. I stock up on foreign flavored Ricola or comparable products wherever I go. They have totally different flavors overseas, like licorice and apple mint and I think elderflower. Just so many regional surprises. I just bought lemongrass drops in Tokyo for the next time I'm sick. It's wonderful. And it's really nice because It's a little taste of abroad that you simply will not experience until you need them. And then when you're sick, it's a fun bit of whimsy you can't get otherwise. So you get it now, right? It's like when you're sick, you're so bummed and you're sick and you have to cancel plans and you're staying home and you feel bad. And then you open a drawer and you have all these options that aren't cherry. (laughs) And so it's really, really nice to have that in the house. I highly recommend. My next buy, my number one souvenir if I'm traveling, especially to Japan is sunscreen. Oh yeah, these are not normal ones. (laughs) Basically, as the internet gets smaller and smaller and you can basically find anything you want from anywhere online, the one thing you still really can't get easily is foreign sunscreen. Essentially, sunscreens from overseas have much better formulations, so they're better for sun protection, and they go on so much more smoothly, and they're so much nicer than our American sunscreens, and there's a good reason for it. There's actually a very good story in the Atlantic about this. I'll put it in the show notes, which I'll read I'll read the title to you so you can get the full gist. The, the title is, You're Not Allowed to Have the Best Sunscreens in the World. New, better UV blocking agents have been in use in other countries for years. Why can't we have them here? And that's the exact gist of it. Basically, the FDA is slow to approve and evolve. And so our sunscreens are bad compared to elsewhere in the world. 
Sunscreens in Europe and Asia are much better and much nicer to use. But the reason I like buying it in person and stocking up, I bought probably six different products while in Japan to sort out which one I actually like that I want to go after harder. Uh, My old faithful wasn't for sale anymore. It was a whole thing. But anyway, the reason that I stocked up is because you can only get them here in America or uh, I'm not sure about Canada if you're listening there or elsewhere. But anyway, for America, you can only get them through a third party seller on eBay or like a random reseller on Amazon, which is fine because they're not that expensive, but they can often be fake. Yes, fake sunscreen. Charlotte Parler, uh, who's a really good TikTok follow, is one of the people who created Do Skincare, which I also really like. But Charlotte has done some excellent TikToks on this, which I'll also, I'll put those in the show note. But in one of hers discussing the fake versions you can get online in America, she mentions that the reason we're all doing this is because a new sunscreen filter has not been approved in the U.S., since 1999. (laughs) Okay. We love souvenirs that prevent skin cancer and are also enjoyable to use. She does another one where she shows side by side of certain sunscreens that go by the same name in America, but are completely different in terms of formulation as overseas. So when you are overseas, be sure to stock up on the good sunscreen. And if you're wondering which to buy, there are a lot of recommendations out there. But I swear by the brand Anessa. It's a diffusion line of Shiseido who has really good products for really good price overseas. I also bought the Biore UV, I think it's Aqua something that apparently is huge on TikTok. I didn't know. I don't love it so far. I don't love it so far, but I will um, I will try it further soon. When I'm in France, I like to get, oh, too many words I don't know how to pronounce, Avene. Uh, They also, again, sell that brand here and I use and like the United States version, but it's different. It is a different formulation, even if it's the same brand, same name. Uh, That is definitely worth stocking up on. And then you'll come home with something special you'll actually use all day and is good. Unlike the tea I bought when I was in London was very into for three days and have struggled to finish. Unsurprisingly, though, my absolute must when I travel is buying as much candy as I can physically fit into my bag. Oh, what? You thought I was going to say like designer goods because you don't have to pay tax on them and like the conversion rate's better? No. I Well, I mean, yes, that is also a thing, but no, that is <laughs> that is not my goal when I'm traveling. I want to eat as many regional snacks as I can fit inside my body right then and then also in the future vis-a-vis my luggage. If we're in London, we're going to get Percy Pig, a whole line, a whole cinematic universe of gummies that are so delicious because gummies are just better outside of this country. If I'm in Europe, I'm getting Haribo, ones that I can't find here, fun shapes that I haven't seen before. That's always a plus. If I'm in Iceland or Denmark or anything like that, I'm going to get pick and mix little snackies, get to decide what I want. If I'm in Japan, obviously I'm getting Kit Kats. If I'm in France, I'm getting special regional marshmallows. And wherever I go, I am loading up on, I'm not kidding here, as much candy as I can fit in my bag. It is a great souvenir to pass around. I say as I sit next to a brown bag full of Kit Kat varietals, like uh, digestive cookies, those little Italian wrapped, um, not biscottis, like those little wrapped cookies. I got strawberry. I got mon- of dark chocolate. I got orange chocolate. I got, oh, uh, hojicha tea, the brown tea that I really like. There's so many. And it's the one thing you can really enjoy for weeks and weeks after you come home, I say, as someone who has them for dessert every night. You can't bring foreign fruit or cheeses back, but you can bring this and it's really nice to share with people. Same goes for chips and other little snackies like that. The chip flavors overseas, the chip flavors, the chip flavors that other people get. Oh, it is not fair. They are so fun and so delicious. And so what if I spend $25 or $30 checking a bag with snacks that cost less than that? It was worth it. 
My other go-to, typically when it comes to like traveling and getting something nice to bring home, is coffee beans. It is such a good gift. It's useful. It's coffee. It's coffee. We all, almost all of us want coffee. It's fun. You get to try something new every morning, like maybe a small roastery. How delightful. And it's so doable. Coffee is everywhere and anywhere. And even if you're going somewhere close to home on a shorter trip, just a little weekend away, you can always find something worth bringing back. When I went to a wedding in Santa Cruz a couple months ago, I wound up getting a bag of beans at this place, 11th Hour Coffee, which was great because my husband would not want merchandise from Gilroy Gardens. (laughs) So this way, I was able to get him something good. And as an added bonus, it really makes your suitcase smell wonderful. 10 out of 10. Can't recommend it enough. But because a lot of us are traveling to theme parks and destinations like that, the one thing I got to get at a theme park is ride-specific merchandise I can't get anywhere else. After many years of doing this job, resisting merchandise everywhere I go, and then eventually caving, I've realized the thing to buy without abandonment is this. Merchandise themed to a specific regional attraction that I simply cannot get at home. I say this because one of my most prized Disney possessions are the Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy plush stuffed animals themed to Tron Lifecycle Run at Shanghai Disneyland. I never buy plush, but I could not resist these. And I had to buy, had to buy three of them because they were so good. I just knew they were special. They had to come home with me. And they still bring me joy, so much more joy than other merch I have around the house. They're, if I sound weird now, it's because I'm looking up at them. They're on my top shelf. I love them so much. They're little Tron outfits. They're really, really good. So if you are heading to international parks, be sure to take some extra time in the gift shops for Mystic Manor at Hong Kong Disneyland, Sinbad merchandise at Tokyo Disney Sea. There's a lot of really good Country Bears merch at Tokyo Disneyland. Obviously, Duffy and Friends at the Asia Parks. One of my best finds ever is a Gelatoni passport holder from, I believe it was Hong Kong or Shanghai. It's so good. And If you celebrate, the Christmas ornaments at Disneyland Paris were really great. I got some very elegant renditions of their castle in an ornament that I got as gifts that were absolutely beautiful because their castle does look different. So it was special. It was special for there. And if you are struggling to find anything while at a foreign theme park, remember the Disney hotels at the different international resorts also tend to have some different things. So if you have extra time on your trip, definitely pop in and check that out. I have to stop talking about this immediately because... (laughs) By doing so, I wound up on a reseller website that has Lena Bell pajamas, and I cannot justify spending the amount that they're charging, but they're excellent. They're excellent. I really want them, but I'm not going to do it. I'm responsible. See? See? We all, we have souvenir rules. It's totally fine. And if you are traveling on a budget, we'll still buy candy because candy's cheap, but also be sure to enjoy what I call beautiful trash. Cute food wrappers, brochures, little bits of paper, matchbooks from restaurants. I save all of this stuff, ephemera, one might say, in a memory box at home. And then I can revisit any of my trips from my whole life whenever I'd like. I also like to buy postcards whenever I go to a museum or see a specific art show because it's basically like a tiny $1 souvenir replica of the art itself. It's pretty, pretty wild when you think of it that way, right? Also along these lines, I always... Take the pad of paper in every hotel I stay in. And I typically use that instead of a notebook to jot notes down when I'm at my desk. Because I have so many from over the years from everywhere I've stayed. Not even fancy places, just anywhere I've stayed. I don't feel precious about it like I do a special notebook I bought in London that I never used, that I bought to use for this purpose. and was like, it's okay, it's beautiful, but I'm going to use it. And I never use it. (laughs) I never use it. I save it. And I use all of these notepads instead. 
Like I'm sitting at my desk right now and I have notepads from the hotel I got engaged at, the one I spent my honeymoon at, the one from my good friend's wedding, Hotel Miracosta, Tokyo Disney Sea. It's just really nice to flip back through a different kind of memory while doing mundane tasks. If you're at a hotel and you see a notepad, take it. Take it. It's for you. You're allowed to. The Disney ones are sadly pretty generic now if you do even get one, but it's really fun to add into the mix. And my final suggestion for you are some things I recommend for buying in specific cities. If you are going to New York or Los Angeles, there's a lot of stuff you could buy. But I always recommend getting a baseball hat from a local restaurant that sells merch, particularly a deli. I have a hat from Katz's Deli in New York. I have a sweatshirt, great sweatshirt, by the way. I wear that in my hat all the time. I've been wearing them for years, probably like eight years and they I'm not worn out. They're really good. But I also recently bought a hat from Dupar's, the diner at the farmer's market at the Grove. And it's just really nice to have something that that reminds you of your trip, but also lets people know that, hey, you have great taste in food without having to dedicate your whole outfit to it if you don't want to wear a t-shirt. If you're like me and you want to wear bright button-down shirts, then this way you can. When I'm in London, I love to try and find a novelty egg cup. I, you got to eat soft-boiled eggs if you're doing this. And if you don't, you should eat soft-boiled eggs. They're delicious. But you got to seek it out. Uh, I think I, I can't remember the last one I bought. My favorite one I've ever gotten was it Kath Kidston. Kath Kidston, I think that's how you say that. And the egg cups look like they're little royal palace guards. It's just exactly what you want when you go on a trip. In Japan dollar stores. Yes, we have Daiso in America now. My general Asia recommendation used to be that and Miniso, which I bought so much stuff at when I went to Shanghai, but we have that now too. We have it at the local mall here in LA, but you can still find so much good stuff, particularly tiny plastic bags. They sell these teeny tiny plastic bags, which I know they sell them here too, but I specifically went to a dollar store while in Tokyo to get Pizza Planet printed Ziploc style bags. They bring so much joy to my life. They are my special Ziploc bags to the point where when I was in Tokyo, a friend sent me a box of these. And then when I visited that friend, I went and got more. When I was in Tokyo, I bought them. I came back and so my husband had used some of the ones that were in the house, which was okay because I bought more. But he pulled out a bag of meatballs from the fridge, like two week old meatballs in a Pizza Planet Ziploc and was like, do you want to save this bag? (laughs) I laughed at him because I'm like, no, there's old meat in it. But that's how much I love these bags that even my whole household knows these are for special purposes. They're so fun. Oh, they're so fun. I also like to get the little tiny ones that hold Q-tips and flossers while traveling. I just bought some that are shrimp chip patterned, uh, which sounds weird, but it totally works. I also have plenty of Disney ones. I love seeking stuff like this out because Disney licensing is different overseas and you can wind up with some really fun stuff and some characters you don't usually see here. I have little green alien bags that I put hair stuff in, little Ziploc bags. Oh, they're heaven. And my final recommendation is in Paris, I always like to get the Evian face spray. They sell it here, but it's pretty expensive here. And it's so cheap there. It's like a couple bucks. And it's really refreshing on hot days to leave in your car or to bring to the parks if it fits inside your bag. If you have any souvenir questions, hit me up on the Churros Hotline. I am always happy to talk tiny objects that bring joy. And I hope you enjoy and I hope you have fun travels in your future. Get a double bag because then you can bring all your snacks home. Yay! Okay, you know that feeling that everyone knows something that you don't? For me, that used to be Quince. 
But no more. Quince is a truly astounding retailer, essentially carrying everything a person on your mood board would wear. We're talking washable silk blouses, chic leather bags, 14 karat gold jewelry, European linen dresses. And the best part of all is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They're up here with $50 Mongolian cashmere sweaters. $50! Beautiful, timeless items you can wear and actually live in. Meaning, you don't have to be scared to bring them on your theme park travels. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you're sensitive to retailers like I am, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. But it's not just your everyday work-life clothes. They have everything. I recently joined a new gym, big deal for me, and desperately needed new workout clothes to wear there. It's kind of like an LA gym. It's like, it kind of got to look cute. So I ordered a pair of their ultra-form bike shorts and high-rise pocket leggings. And when I tell you, the quality of these leggings is truly on par with brands I paid three times as much for, which really kind of makes me love these three times more. I'm not only going to buy them again, but actually buy the other travel stuff in my cart because they have things like beautiful pastel suitcases for 129 bucks and these wildly affordable compression packing cubes that I have been waiting forever to buy compression packing cubes and they're always so pricey and here the price fits. So if you want to get ready for work, your new gym, travel, anything in your life, go to Quince. Quince.com slash amusing will get you free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Ooh, that's nice for someone who puts stuff off like I do. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash amusing to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash amusing. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Carly, my name is Maddie. Um, I used to be a cast member. And in fact, one time I was working park entry at Magic Kingdom, and you even asked me for directions, I believe, to a monorail, and it was a big highlight of my program to take a pic with you. But anyways, my question, though, is that I am no novice Disney goer. Not only was I a cast member, I enthusiastically take in, you know, whatever information I can, like your podcast. And but I am doing something new for the first time, which is I am traveling there solo. Here soon for a weekend, I'm going to go to Mickey's Not So Scary, food and wine, and I'm really excited. But 
I was wondering if you had any solo travel tips, especially for somebody who does know their way around the park, does have their personalized park priorities, but I just want to make sure I'm doing what I can to maximize the, hey, you can go at your own speed, but also never maybe getting to a point of feeling lonely on the trip. I want to make sure it's still a magical solo. I think it will be. I would just love your tips and tricks as somebody who's probably visited the park solo a good number of times. Thanks for the podcast. So glad you're back from maternity. Hope it was restorative and can't wait for more episodes. Hi, I fully remember you. And I'm not just saying that. I remember this. I don't know why. I th- if if you are the person that I think you are, which I think you are, um, were you standing outside of the park? I feel like you were maybe checking people in for Mickey's Not So Scary, or maybe it was the Christmas party. I can't. No, I think it was Not So Scary. Um, I do remember because I think I asked a question, which now on this voicemail, it sounds like I don't know where the monorail is. Y'all, I know where it is. Don't worry. You can still trust me for all your guidance. But I think I remember asking something that I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I asked a dumb question, but it wasn't. It must have been about the monorail, but like, it's right there. I don't know what I was asking. Anyway, anyway, anxiety aside. Um, hi, it's so nice to hear from you again. And I'm so happy that I can uh, give you all of my solo trip guidance because it really is a sweet spot for me because I have been to these parks so many times solo. And the thing about it is, in my experience, often a lot of the stress or anxiety that I'd feel or think I'd feel from traveling solo is perceived. It's perceived. Are these people looking at me because I'm here alone? Do they think I'm weird? Are they staring at me? But the truth is, for the most part, Everyone is just paying attention to themselves, what they're wearing, if they're comfortable, who they're with, if they're annoyed with their brother, things like that. Uh, I used to exclusively feel this on Disney's Magical Express. I've talked about that here before, just because everyone is really sitting in their little family groups there. And I'd be in a window seat, just kind of like sending emails and people were like, where's your family? When are they showing up? But you are going to the most magical place on earth to follow whatever whim you have. But more importantly, Going solo anywhere is fun, but going solo to a theme park is the best because you're basically just passively being entertained all day. It is ideal. Some things that I like to do, particularly when I'm there on a solo trip, is that I love to explore hotels I haven't visited before and ones I've never stayed at, especially the ones people don't always consider destinations. A lot of people hop on the monorail route. I mean, where is that? You're telling people where to go. <laughs> Not to call back to me being lost. Uh, you got to you gotta text me on 747 and let me know what question I asked if you remember, because now I feel uh, embarrassed. <laughs> but anyway, uh, if you've never been somewhere like all-star movies or pop century or uh, art of animation, especially this is a really good time to just, I don't know, go on a whim and take a bus to a different resort, walk around and take the bus back to a different park. It's, it's really nice to see some of the other places. And usually other people wouldn't want to derail your vacation by doing that type of stuff. I also love to do the more quote unquote, don't get mad at me, boring things at the park. Don't get mad. I said, don't get mad. Uh, that I usually wouldn't spend time on if I was there with other people particularly Tom Sawyer Island. You can fully bring a book and just sit in a chair across from Big Thunder and chill out for an hour and experience the parks in a way you never have before. Truly good luck doing that on a family trip. Good luck getting five to seven people (laughs) to agree to that. I also, uh, I really like to explore the details of Epcot's 
pavilions and World Showcase, which typically, listen, they're great, but usually I'd skip over them otherwise. I'd be heading somewhere else. I'd be in a rush. But when I'm alone, I really have time to just take a snack, walk around, and take all of that in. That also includes taking the time to watch the Circle Vision 360 films in the China and France pavilion. Specifically, I love those uh, reflections of China and impressions de France. They're so special. They're so nice. It's really great that they're still there. And it's really kind of impossible to convince other people <laughs> to do those when they could be going on rides if you travel to the parks with anyone like I do. Uh, I think it's a really fun thing to do, especially if you're alone, especially because you get to watch, take in a movie, lean back, hang out. It's just a really nice thing to do. We don't do that enough. We don't see the films enough, you know? <sighs> uh, same goes for similarly low-key attractions at all the parks and also Disney Springs. Disney Springs is very fun to wander around and kind of see the little nooks and crannies and shops and things you may not have visited before on other trips. Another suggestion, consider booking a tour. I've done, I think, almost every single tour they have at Disney World. I've done probably 85 to 90% of them. But something like behind the scenes at Living with the Land or like a way to learn more about the parks that uh, you might not more a specified tour to learn things you don't know already. I am blanking on what tours they still have. Give me one second. Okay, very glad I checked because there are a lot of tours that have not still still have not come back after the pandemic. Um, in maybe 2018, 2017, 2018, I wrote a story where I ended up going on almost all of the big tours, like the half day, long, full day big tours. And a good amount of those are not back yet. So uh, there are some other options, which I'm going to tell you in a second. But um, those sadly, ugh, there's so much stuff from 2018 that's just gone. But there's the biggest one you can do is Disney's Keys to the Kingdom. I'm sure you've heard about it. Because you worked, I believe you worked at Magic Kingdom because that's where I saw you. Um, I don't know if this is going to be worth juices worth a squeeze, but for anyone listening, that is your way to get into the Utilidors. You get to see the Utilidors, the underground level of the Magic Kingdom when you go on this tour. So Keys to the Kingdom is a good one. There's also Wild Africa Track that might be really fun to do solo, very adventurous. There's Caring for Giants, uh, a closer look at the elephants in Animal Kingdom, which is also great because you need park admission and you're already going to the park, so it's a good time to do it. And then, of course, Behind the Scenes, Living with the Land, which I'm going to recommend. You know, I'm a, this is a pro Living with the Land account. We love it there. We love it there. Um, I feel like I had one more. Oh, the thing I was going to say about booking a tour is that it's really great when you're on a solo trip, because if you are worried, which it sounds like a little bit about like, oh, I'm not going to talk to anyone for four days. It'll give you a little socialization. If you're like me, where you love to be alone, but you also love to socialize and rectifying those two, being on a tour with other people, I think is a really good balm for that sort of uh, concern before your trip. Also, Entertainment is a really good way to fill the day with delight. A parade you might not usually stake a spot out for, especially at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which you're going to. Maybe a stage show that you haven't seen in a few years. I find inserting that kind of wow and delight really breaks up the alone time if you're there for a while. Also, pack headphones. Don't feel weird about it. I Sometimes when I go to the park, I'm like, oh, I should really be listening to the music. Like, I'm here. This is what I'm here for. But having just spent three days mostly alone at the Tokyo parks, it was really nice on the last day to 
have a little taste of home and listen to my favorite podcast in a long line for a ride, which makes it more fun to just kind of stand there for 80 minutes. It was a it was a nice little break. You can just if you think about it this way, you can just grab a snack, indulge, get in line. How fun. This, this is a very long response, but I have more. If you are, see, everyone should travel solo. Listen to us. Uh, if you're renting a car, I weirdly love driving around the Orlando area. It gives me a level of joy that I cannot explain. It makes me feel like I'm breaking a rule or like bursting out of a bubble. It's very exciting to me. Uh, I really like to, when I have a car, this is strange. I like to go to Wawa and I like to get a huge cup of seltzer from the soda fountain machine. They have, uh, if my memory serves me correct, they have a freestyle machine. I love to get a gigantic cup of seltzer and ice. And if it's hot out, I carry that for the first hour or two and it helps keep you cool for so much longer. It's one of my very favorite things to do if I'm just flopping around alone. Oh my God, I miss going alone. Now I'm selling myself. And at any point in your trip, this is the most important thing I'm going to tell you. If you're like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why am I here alone? Remember, this is a gift. You can do whatever you want. And that in itself is its own vacation. If you want to go back and flop in your hotel bed with park snacks and watch TV, you can. If you want to sleep in, you can. If you want to ride Peter Pan a million times because you love it, you can. You can hop off the monorail at the wrong destination. You can change your plans on a whim. You can get Portillo's delivered to your hotel, get the cheese fries that are amazing. When you're traveling with loved ones or children or friends, it's great, obviously, but there's always usually at least a little bit of compromise. And you should cherish if there's any dark points that you are here and you can do whatever you want. And I think it's personally pretty great that you're carving out this time for yourself purely to have fun. I hope you have the best time. Let me know how it goes. And seriously, remind me of the monorail story because I, if I don't know where the monorail is, we're in trouble. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. Have such a great trip. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. so much for listening. We'll be back next week with an interview episode, so get excited. It's going to be a good one. You can rate, review, and follow Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts and rate and follow us on Spotify. Uh, I think most of you have done it because we have many, many, many reviews. If you haven't, 
you should, because I say this every week and then I got an alert last week because there's this like, okay, long story short, there's this weekly thing that they send to you where they're like, yeah, the charts or whatever. I rarely open it, but I did last week and there was an updated review from my mom. <laughs> Just a really, really, really nice review from my mom. So if you want to help a girl out so that it doesn't seem like my mom's my only friend, which I'd be happy with because she's pretty cool. Uh, just feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify if you have not already. It would have taken less time than me yapping about it, but I also, I love to gap about stuff, so eh, to each their own. But yeah, if you haven't, it's a nice thing to do. And if you have, thank you. I don't thank you enough and I really appreciate it. It does help new listeners of the show find out about it uh, and also tell your friends because like, this is fun, right? We're having a good time. Invite them. Invite them to our little audio party. You can give us a call at 747churros, send us a voice note via text to 747churros, or email it to, guess what, 747churros at gmail.com. You can also pick up Very Amusing merchandise at very-amusing.com, follow me at Carly Wiesel on all the things that that makes sense on, and also join the FOMALY at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. This episode was edited triumphantly by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hi, honey. Okay, let's start with you saw Figman and Duffy in Disneyland. So fun. Like they're here. Are they here to stay or were they visiting? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, first of all, I saw your pictures online and they were wonderful. All right, this is still Disney content, so you can't get bad at me. But I'm a very huge fan of Dancing with the Stars, and this week's Dancing with the Stars was about 100 years of Disney. It was incredible. And, of course, I love Ariana Maddox, who's on Dancing with the Stars. And Fat used to be a Disney princess. For I'm so excited. Okay, back to the podcast. Tokyo sounded fantastic. I wish I could have gone. I will go with you one day when I can take that plane ride. But I love the way you describe the parks and the food. Everything sounds incredible. I love that you shopped and you got a Mickey Waffle shirt because nobody has that, which is great and fun. And I love that you had garlic shrimp popcorn. I would love to have tried that. Yum. Anyways, another great episode, my darling. I love you so much. I love you, Pearl. I will see you for my birthday. I'll be there soon. Please, please, if you're having a party, please invite John Samos. He's Disney content. I love you. Bye.